0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dialogues on Applied Channel Theory. Um, I am Nisa Tang here in New York, and I'm speaking to Jason Robertson in Seattle. Hi, Jason.
1: Hey, good morning, Nisa, or afternoon there for you. Good to talk yeah. to you again.
0: Yep. Um, and today's topic is um, sort of a big topic, uh, cheese stagnation. Um, and yeah i'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it yeah well
1: uh, <laughs> this is uh you know one of the things that i do but i mean the main thing i do in my well two main things i do in my life is one is go to my clinic and see patients uh you know all the time and and do as many as i can in this year of coronavirus the other of course is take care of two kids but uh, the third thing i do a lot is is teach uh, at the Seattle Institute of East Asian Medicine. So I'm teaching kind of, you know, very beginning Chinese medicine students. And I'm mm-hmm. noticing this thing that I totally remember me doing as well when I was a, a new student, which is like, whenever there's some sort of cheese stagnation, it's always the liver. Right. And, and this mm-hmm. is like, you know, Shao Yao San everywhere kind of situation where every formula that every patient needs to move liver cheese, so they're always using these cheese moving formulas too. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the thing that anyone who's kind of heard me teach and talk, you've probably heard me say this. So you might even have to skip over part of this lecture, but or this dialogue we're having, but it's definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm certain of it now because it's been, you know, this, you know, almost 20 years practicing here in Seattle. So many modern patients have what I call lung cheese stagnation, like the root of the stagnation of qi is coming in tying and not doing. And, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's just so I, I was hoping we might take a few minutes today and see where it goes is talk about your experience and mine as well of like differentiating these two different types of cheese stagnation uh, in mm-hmm. our patients and like you know and thinking about different even some point pairs uh, that we would use for them um, <clears throat> I guess um, the, the, yeah so first of all initial thoughts
0: um yeah I mean I think this is a really interesting topic because uh, I know for myself it was one of the first um first really clear ways that applied channel theory um it shifted the way I approached or understood cheese stagnation um, so yeah in your clinic then like how do you see that sort of like tie in cheese stagnation present itself
1: so the 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 root of it is. Uh, you know, lack of proper breathing, really. So mm-hmm. the lack of diaphragmatic breathing, if I pronounce that right, diaphragm mm-hmm. diaphragmatic breathing. Uh, these are often like, I think it's like a, it's endemic in the modern era. People who have to sit all day at computers, you know, with their shoulders rolled forward as they're typing, uh, getting really focused or stressed. And then, you know, breathing very shallowly with the kind of scalene and uh, those auxiliary breathing muscles in their neck. And so they're getting all this tension in their neck. And uh, there, you know, there's this, of course, when we go back to Suwen chapter eight, where it likens all the different organs to members of the imperial bureaucracy and the liver is a general and that's very famous. And, you know, the heart is the emperor, of course, and that's famous. And the, the lung is said to be the prime minister. And Dr. Wang would say, you know, the prime minister in this case is like the chief official that's like keeping the day going. You know, that, the second mm-hmm. part of that Suwen chapter eight is saying that the lung issues jie. And this, in this case, we're translating jie as rhythm. And so it's like the prime minister is setting the rhythms of the emperor's day even and setting the rhythms of physiology. And so this, you know, even though the heart is, of course, the emperor, it's really the daily activities are still set by the lung. And so we know that our breathing, uh, the rate of our breathing can shape the rate of our heart, can slow it or speed it. Mm-hmm. and so it's this idea then of rhythm being compromised in modern patients which then sets off the whole system so then you get a various patterns of Qi stagnation coming from the lung and not the liver and so mm-hmm. that's what i kind of see i feel like it's as common or maybe more in the patient population i see than liver stagnation or maybe they're woven together but it's dominant or something like that mm-hmm. too do mm-hmm. you do you see this or you think of it this way i've been one to ask you this
0: uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I think clinically that um, we have way more um, like tie-in type of cheese stagnation than liver. Um, and, you know, yeah, I agree. It's like, you know, our modern lifestyle, people are sitting at desks. And, um, and also, you know, like I think the modern lifestyle, I don't know. I don't know if this is as true in Seattle, but I know in New York, you know, it's like the city that never sleeps People tend to have, like, really late nights. Um, there's sort of a lack of rhythm, um, mm-hmm. and I think that tie-in rhythm, you know, um, you know, in the breath, but also in sort of, like, the rhythms of the day, in our digestion, all of that gets a little bit dysregulated here in New York. Um, and this so, is the
1: lung, yeah. Go ahead, Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I think the you know like there's a lot of sort of like tie-in stuff at the root of um, stagnation that we see in clinic.
1: Some of that is true in Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly, less the city that never sleeps. More the, here's the, like the city where everyone I guess is either working or just hiding in their house in a damp environment, which of course affects tie-in. <laughs> as well yes. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, yeah less frenetic by far than new york i think but then as for other reasons ty overwhelms us out here where we're in a near a rainforest essentially so mm-hmm. you know if you don't sit still moss just grows on your head mm-hmm. <laughs> <excess>. <laughs> yeah i saw a car i mean i've seen cars with moss on them really uh, yeah those are yeah anyway that's but yeah so this tie theme so yeah. then how do you approach it? What do you do? do Yeah. And when you see this as a theme, tell me some of the chief complaints then maybe that often are part of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of digestive issues. Um, It's a lot of people who, you know, they skip breakfast and, you know, they might not have lunch until two Um, people who are really into their salads and smoothies. Mm. Um, And so it can be a lot of like digestive things. Um, So, lots of bloating, lots of um, uh, loose stool. I mean, that can sometimes even present as, like, constipation because the rhythms are off.
1: Yeah, it can um, go either way or alternate.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, and You know, it affects the um, the sleep. I mean, I, I guess which is, like, you know, this is where, like, you know, it might start off with this, like, kind of, like, lack of rhythm, but it, it starts to affect um, – the zui yin, right so like if the tie-in is dysregulated and there's stagnation there um then you know i think it can create like blood deficiencies then that can affect the zui mm-hmm. um, so i don't know i see it at the root of a lot of things um in extreme cases i think this lack of rhythm or the stagnation of the rhythm um i see it also kind of like in cases of autoimmune conditions do you see that
1: so Uh Uh yeah i mean i i yeah lupus patients uh Mm -hmm. you know of course just everyday allergies and food allergies fit Mm -hmm. into that and so say can you tell me more about like how you think of the like the chi transformation physiology in those type of autoimmune conditions of course we're not saying all autoimmune conditions but those type like what is happening in the physiology that's led to the body attacking itself can you even think of your mechanism there
0: um, I guess I see it as like you know like when when the body starts attacking itself like you know like really at the foundation like all the different rhythms of the physiology are out of sync. Mm. So um, so it's like the body doesn't know when to sleep. So like the sleep times can be off. You know like digestively. So like um, in like Crohn's. You know it's like the body doesn't know how to. Like really, like all the systems kind of like just don't know how to communicate and to um, uh,
1: like work together. Like, their harmony, or right, yeah, the harmony is right. off.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, the integration, like the you know, sort of like even the circadian clock. Right, there are certain times of day when certain organs are at their optimal functioning and so even that is thrown off so there's just um dysregulation at a sort of level where all the systems are affected
1: well you know that's so interesting i was listening to again i was saying in an earlier podcast together and i I, why not refer to all this stuff i was you know i listened to um different podcasts and a a discussion with a guy named will mclean who's of -hmm. course pretty well known uh for his work creating these really great internal medicine handbooks that are used in the clinic. Mm -hmm. Of course, focused on herbal medicine primarily. Mm -hmm. And he was talking on the, the Geological podcast that is my walking partner often. And he was discussing autoimmune conditions. And he was mm-hmm. discussing that was the focus of, that, of, of what he was saying. And it, it, actually, now that you're saying this, it's, you're, you're coming to the same conclusion he came to, that, but in a different angle. He said that in all the years of trying to figure out difficult immune autoimmune cases, he found that basically what he finds himself drawing from so often herbally are the harmonizing formulas, not the tonifying <laughs> formulas, not the sedating formulas, even though there's all this heat and fire showing up when the body's yes. attacking itself but really the goal is to get everything moving in the right direction with these harmonizing formulas. So that's, that is like a lung, that is at least some types of those will be a cayenne lung spleen, not all, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's like exactly what you're saying It's the same thing he was coming to from a different angle. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. And I think at the heart or not the heart at the, um, I think there is also like, I mean, kind of heart, but like heart kidney also like is affected in autoimmune stuff. That was the other thing um, he
1: was saying too, right? Oh really? Saying, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know, like really, you know, like Dr. Wang used to talk about like the sort of like qi potential in the Xiao Yin, right? Like it's the spark of all the other physiological actions in the body. And so like again, like yes, yeah, something in the Xiao yin is also like unrooted or um Dysregulated, so that you know, like that spark is sort of misfiring um, in and the and then fire
1: and water are out of balance.
0: Yes, exactly. Do you see a lot of that in Seattle?
1: Uh, I mean, what we might call in TCM terms, like heart kidney not communicating, is that kind of, or is this different than that, or
0: or or like just sort of this like autoimmune thing? I feel like it's just like a growing thing in modern life is autoimmune. Imbalances. Yes,
1: and just some large – and and I think there's often a, 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 a darth, a lack of, like, really mm-hmm. good, broad, conceptual ways of thinking about that. And so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yes, the answer is yes, of course. I mean, I'm definitely seeing that. And and I, it's coming into my mind, and I mean, really, like, in the last couple of months as I'm thinking about what Will has said and now what you're saying, that the uh, the general idea the, – the reason why some of these cases are so difficult to treat or why they get better and then you quit treating them and they come back – is because mm-hmm. you can put out the fire or you can add fire if there's a severe yang deficiency. But if you don't mm-hmm. kind of regulate and get all everything going in the right direction, then mm-hmm. it keeps coming back. Like the regulation is the, like you can yeah you can reduce the symptoms, but if you don't get all, this, all the rhythms going again, then it keeps coming mm-hmm. back. So tie-in mm-hmm. is like in a way like part of this maintenance of these patients even as they improve is always keeping an eye on this tendency mm-hmm. of the lung to stagnate. And maybe that's part of why these autoimmune conditions are on the upswing, you know, from a physiology transformation system is because the lung is so compromised and it's mm-hmm. not like these patients have like a cough or yeah, they may have sinus congestion, but they're not having what just jumps right out to you as lung symptoms per se.
0: Mm-hmm. It's this
1: idea of the lung setting rhythm. And so the signs, that's why I wanted to ask you also, yeah, as I did about the signs and symptoms and you know, they may have a, a chief complaint as well, of like some sort of upper back and neck tension because mm-hmm. that that lung that upper burner is not opening and closing properly mm-hmm. and so their their chief complaint may be more prosaic and not so like systemic as well sometimes but still you know that that gets to the other part of this conversation i want to talk about then is differentiating what we're talking about now between what is also definitely there livergy stagnation
0: mm-hmm. so,
1: like when you see these complex cases Tell me about, like, if you're on that, that knife edge between do I need to treat tai or Jueyin maybe, like, are there some areas of palpation that help you make that call?
0: Hmm. Well, I, yeah, I don't know about you, but I find, like, I think this is where, like, maybe because, like, maybe because the palpation is pretty clear, like, this is also why, you know, this type of chi stagnation, like, being able to differ differentiate the patterns is one of my first sort of memories of like understanding applied channel theory. Um, because the I feel like this is where palpation will really clearly tell you, like, is this in the liver's way in, or is this more of a tie-in thing, right? Don't you find the changes pretty? Yes. Um, and yeah. so,
1: yeah, so specifically, tell me, yeah, like where do
0: you, oh, do- oh, so, like the actual changes? Yeah, yeah. Um, like,
1: like which areas? Like, tell me how you, could, like, imagine you're, you're in the clinic and you're yeah. really on the, like, if we just looked at this without palpation, we'd be like, darn, is this liver or is it lung or what is it? You know, where's the, mm-hmm. what's going on? What do you find?
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, definitely if it's in the lung channel, you know, these are sort of like the, there's like a hypertonicity in the lung channel yeah um, right. sometimes like large areas of you know they're not quite nodules but like just large areas of tightness there might be nodules as well like you yeah know, almost feels like that
1: yeah the brachioradialis muscle is like attached like you can't get into the yeah. channel sometimes yep
0: right or the, yeah exactly the whole space is like um one way i describe it is like there's pressure inside that's like fighting back at you like you're trying yeah. to press into the space and it's pressing back
1: that's exactly um, a, yeah, like a turgidity yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and then yeah, also you'll see it reflected down in the spleen tie-in, you know, just um, you know, there might even be like a deficiency in the spleen, you know, like starting yeah. from like spleen eight to nine, there might be um like the space might be big, but then inside the space there are sort of like larger nodules. Um
1: so Have you notice sometimes even if you grab that person's arm and begin to palpate the lung channel that their arm won't evert as well like you know mm-hmm. it's harder to get their th- their hand to go flat to like to mm-hmm. laterally evert the hand like it keeps wanting to roll like their shoulders mm-hmm. are rolled forward and you can't get it. it there's a feeling of that sometimes too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely what you described too even just like right like as soon as the patient walks in you can see that their shoulders are like um, yeah like that lung one lung, lung, lung two areas right, like totally constricted.
1: Um, and they might have nodules up there at that front mu point, you know, in the, yeah, mm-hmm. around the pec, yeah, up in there, lung one and two. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then what about the, all right, and what about the ones where you think, oh, yeah, maybe this is lung, and you kind of are thinking that, but then you start palpating and realize it's more joyin? What are the things that then steer you towards jiu-yin more?
0: Um, well, you know, like, I obviously, like, you know, like, just starting with, you know, I usually start palpating on the arms anyway. So at that point, like I might be thinking like, oh, there's chi stagnation, but the lung channel totally feels clear to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it, like the space that, you know, the space that is like naturally supposed to be there is opening up. Um, but then when you get to like the, the pericardium's way in, you know, there might be some tightness, same, that kind of like hypertension. Yeah. 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 That
1: tension around pericardium four zone up and down. Yeah. zone, Right. Yeah. Like almost yeah. swollen and tense. Yes
0: hmm and it'll That's feel tender one. to the patient. Um, and then, like, you know, liver two to liver three, like, you'll feel nodules there. Um, uh, and I would say, like, you know, like, liver two to liver three is sort of the most reactive area, I, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, like, you know, with, like, the Zui Yin Shaoyang, right? Like, you find changes in the Xiaoyang sometimes. Yeah, sometimes like the whole
1: so. Sanjiao channel is just super bumpy mm-hmm. in an obvious mm-hmm. way. And those mm-hmm. liver qi type people, it's showing up on the paired yang channel a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, like you know, kind of like thinking back to when I was in TCM school, like uh, I don't know, like you know, because of the way we we were using zhangfu fu diagnosis, like it seemed like, you know, 80% of people had some type of liver cheese stagnation. Right. And exactly. yeah, yeah, and like, you know, wanting to use liver three on everybody and, you know, gallbladder 34 and really getting mixed results. But then coming from Dr. Wong's like applied channel theory and really being more careful with diagnosis, it's like, oh, like the tie in kind of stagnation is way more common
1: yeah, and it may just, right? again, be a reflection of the society and time we live in and diet and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but I, I think mm-hmm. so. Like, actually, again, I, that's why I go on a limb and say this. I might even say the lung chi or tai yin chi stagnation, whatever we're going to call that, is more common than liver, straight up liver chi stagnation in my patients. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. it's the environment I live in. Everyone has different patient populations. I know you and John talked about this idea of different patterns in different populations, of course. So it may not be true for everyone who's listening there that that's true of their population. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. And probably right. in some cases, there's other channels that do tend to have a chi stagnation more. And just remembering that all channels, through their physi- their chi transformation can become stagnated. It's just maybe lung and liver are slightly more common for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, right, and that just you know underscores like how interesting and dynamic applied channel theory is because it adapts to wherever you are and whatever your practice is. And, um, uh, yeah, Yeah. it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, so what are some of the things that you like? So like with this, like kind of like lung tie in stagnation, like, um, like you mentioned the breath, like I often will try to, um, give the patient breathing homework like do mm-hmm. you do stuff like that
1: too? Yeah, so that they feel their low abdomen fill as they inhale and engage mm-hmm. in the diaphragm. Kind of advice. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a big one for me in exactly those cases. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, and just emphasizing that the chief complaint may not necessarily be a taiyin. Like, in other words, it may not be like what looks like a zangfu lung complaint, or maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily a zangfu spleen complaint. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of a bigger picture taiyin function. Of setting rhythms mm-hmm. and so uh, one thing that Dr. Wong often talked about I and mean, we, we can f- find through palpation is this, you know, remember he would talk about this relationship of the lung seven zone sometimes to the to the throat and the and the, lo, the, the nooks and crannies of circulation into the throat and then of mm-hmm. course the thyroid gland being right up there in the yep. throat and so these yep. type of patterns of tie-in stagnation can be what biomedicine is calling thyroid dysregulation, hyper mm-hmm. and hypothyroid coming from a lack of the it it could be excess or deficient so the palpation helps sometimes Mm -hmm. that lung seven area is so congested and there's like a bunch of swollen painful or beef jerky attached nodules on the radius through there where like the blood is not flowing into the thyroid and it's not being engorged with blood so it can function normally and then maybe sometimes the channel is empty and it's a a deficiency not filling the throat but yeah so Mm -hmm. thyroid conditions may fall into this grouping too Mm
0: -hmm. yeah absolutely
1: um and maybe that yeah. is part of the rhythm of Tai Yin is coming from the thyroid. So that's, yeah, I don't want to make a one-to-one link there at all. Thyroid conditions yeah. don't have to be tie but they could, they often are.
0: Right. Right. And if you think about like the thyroid's role in metabolism and like sort of the internal thermostat, like, I don't, yeah, like I think there is, um, uh, yeah, I think there is a really strong connection there, um. But this is also where, like, I think um, understanding the channels this way also, like, I find being able to explain this to my patients, too, helps them understand their own symptoms, right? So, like, um, I actually talk to my patients a lot about rhythm and keeping the chi moving, right? So, if you're sitting at a desk, like, how important it is to move around and take breaks or how important it is to keep the rhythms of your digestion throughout the day. So having breakfast and eating regularly, Mm -hmm. um, right? Like all of it is, um, uh, I don't know, this is where, again, like our medicine is really um, super fun because then we're really working with the patient, not, you know, like, not just, again, like throwing points at them and hoping things work out.
1: Yeah, and to that end about rhythm and lifestyle, one of my mm-hmm. favorite pieces of advice, I am a, I'm an oatmeal nerd. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, just reminding people <laughs> that idea of using a warming and like cheap yeah. transforming breakfast at the similar yeah. time every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get up and you know within the same hour or so have an oatmeal with a mm-hmm. bunch of like you know cinnamon nutmeg cardamom clove yep. which is of course pumpkin pie spice they can get <laughs> and like really getting some fire in the gut and that that is that is part of this Taiyin rhythm thing yes, is you got to get the fire in the spleen so that it goes up and the lung goes down so yep. I, I hadn't really conceptualized it in that way i, I just say it is like you know get fire in the spleen but you're right it, for these patients, getting the spleen going is helping to get the lung going. So that, like, mm-hmm. rhythm of, of, of certain food types is great to keep in mind.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm yeah.
1: What other, other lifestyle advice for these Thai chi stagnation patients that you, like, regularly find yourself repeating? I love that idea of just thinking of rhythm in your life and how that manifests mm-hmm. is good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, sleep is super important, um, like, when you sleep, right? Like, making sure you get to bed early enough. Um, and, uh, and really just breathing. I mean, so, uh, so many of us, you know, like, um, especially in this year, (laughs) 2020, with so much going on, it's really hard to just remember to do the simple things, right? Take a walk, breathe if you can. Um, and, uh... And breathe into your (laughs) building,
1: like, engage. Yes, sorry. You had a new one. Yes.
0: Oh, no, sorry. I was just thinking, too, like, in terms of, like, the tie-in and, um talking to patients about how like, you know, like this system is responsible for processing food, but also for processing thoughts and emotions ah, yes. and right. And so the, the sort of like um, we need to support your digestion as much as possible so that you can also process the stress and anxiety of whatever is happening right now. So, um, right. So making time even just to like, even if it's for 10 minutes, you know, like stop what you're doing be mindful with your eating, practicing mindfulness in general, um, all that stuff. But yeah, the idea of processing, I, I talk about a lot.
1: That's really good. Yeah. And again, the tie-in, e, spleen, thought, yeah, mechanism there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this year too, like I feel like with the pandemic, like there's a lot of grief, right? So you have that mm-hmm. lung qi stagnation that way too, right? Like a lot of people's lives are... Um, kind of put on hold and there's this feeling of like just waiting out this pandemic and i feel like there's just a lot of sort of universal stagnation on top of just whatever's happening in your body
1: yeah and so then to make a gross oversimplification but at least something people could think about right away then is Mm -hmm. then you're kind of comparing and differentiating palpating the lung spleen Mm -hmm. liver pericardium (laughs) <laughs> Sanjiao gallbladder. so But it, it's like a tai yin, jue yin, xiaoyang. Those are the three channels that I would probably be palpating in these various cheese stagnation. I think, of course, it's, it's an oversimplification. It could be in yangming, yeah. it could be other places. Yangming, but those yeah. three in particular, <laughs> yeah. um, at least from what we're discussing here, would be interesting for people just to see you know, what's going on in those channels and, and mm-hmm. what do they inform you as you ask questions to the patient? How do they inform you about the pulse? what new ideas they give you about what the tongue, oh, it looks this way. And, you know, like you remember Dr. Wong is not making his diagnosis or nor am I, like Mm-mm. based on palpation alone, but it's just one more mm-hmm. input to help you triangulate all the other inputs. Mm-hmm. For right, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and that's a really great reminder. Just like, even as a place to start, if you're new to apply channel theory is that, you know, as you're talking to a patient, if you're leaning towards a cheese stagnation diagnosis, yeah, just start with those few channels and compare and contrast them and just see... And it may jump right out at you. Yeah. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, on that very pleasant uh, finishing place, <laughs> um, I think you may have a patient in like three minutes.
0: Yes, um, I do have to get off soon. Yeah, so but, um,
1: I guess we'll, but we'll wind down. Yeah, sorry, final thought.
0: No, just that I'm really appreciating these conversations that we're doing for the podcast because, yeah, it's really... Um, yeah, it's it's good to have, like, new sparks in how I'm thinking about my patients.
1: Exactly, so yeah. We're it. all doing this in our clinics and forgetting to talk to each other. So, I mean, mm-hmm. even if no one is listening to this stuff, uh, <laughs> it's going to be good for us. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really great. Yeah, so, all right. Well, thank
1: you, thank Jason. You. Yeah, thanks, Nisa. Have a great day in the clinic in the afternoon there in New York. Uh, it's cold and dark in Seattle.
0: Yeah, it's about the same here. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Bye, Jason.